Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Off of the Couch podcast. Maggie here. This week I talk with Annika Strandberg-Schmidt, who lives in Sweden, and her story of food addiction, coincidentally. Energy balance, calories in, calories out, has been an incredibly harmful message, and there are still many people, including many of the diet businesses like Weight Watchers, and also many people in fitness that are popularizing this message. It does work for a few, but most are either left hungry and undernourished, or they give up and suffer with the consequences of obesity, like diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. So I was glad to meet Annika and hear her story. Here's Annika. Yeah, do you want to tell me a little bit about your journey? What um, you said 17 years ago, so it's been... 17 years ago, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, my journey is that I'm I'm a sugar addict, and uh, I'm sure that I was born with the uh, uh, disease of addiction, um, and um, that's that's my recovery journey that started 17 years ago, really. So I really had, you know, I remember from when I was a little girl being obsessed with sweets and and um, anything with flowers and 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 sugar in it, really. Uh, stealing from my grandparents' house to get some sweets, and um, um, yeah, I really had a, a had a journey with my with my uh, sugar addiction. I don't know exactly what what you what uh, what you want my story to be. Uh, I mean, there are so many things I can tell about my life. Oh yeah, <laughs> but is it is it my sugar addiction you want to hear about, or is it just you know my my journey in general, or is it yeah. Well, how about your journey in general, and then what your um, and then what your what message you're working on now? Yeah, yeah. So that's my uh, you know like 17 years ago, I uh, got treatment for my sugar addiction. Uh, from um, her name is Betty Johnson. She's okay. educating now, and we're uh, working together now. When she's, uh, I'm tutoring in her. Um, in her education, when she does the sugar, uh, her sugar teaching uh, about the the diagnosed instruments, sugar. Uh, but anyway, I have I had a life with JoJo dieting, and I was also exercising a lot when I was when I was younger. Uh, is it cross skiing? Not when you don't go downhill, but you have the oh cross country skiing, cross cross country skiing, yeah and jogging and everything but I was using it largely as a punishment if I had eaten too much or you know to get thin or whatever so um, my life was mainly you know evolving around uh, food and how to gain not gain weight and how to lose lose weight and so on different diets and and, uh, such but uh, anyway I my my uh, I don't know if I should say my my ending or my start because it feels like my start of really living was 17 years ago but the end before I started my journey was uh, that I was actually suicidal I had two wonderful small kids 
Oh. They were turning one and and uh, one and four, I think. Uh, recently married to my husband, and we had bought a little house and and had two cows. Uh, li living together in this house that we started to to re rebuild or renovate or you know making so everything looked very uh, happy ever after from outside mm -hmm. you know but I didn't want to live anymore because I my life was just you know it was so crazy with with the food and I was depressed and I never got out of the black hole that I call it so I decided anyway, I, I was sitting there at the kitchen table and, you know, having the feeling actually writing my, my suicide letters for my kids and, and my husband. Oh. And then I had this thought that, okay, some years ago, I read about something called sugar addiction and uh, they kind of, you know, I ticked all the boxes when I was reading about it and I was like, I might have an addiction. Maybe it, maybe it could help me to do something with the way I'm eating, you know, changing the way I'm eating. So for some reason, I got hold of a book uh, that got me in the right direction. So I was making dietary changes, taking away all the sugar and flour and sweeteners and such. And uh, that really turned my my life upside down <laughs> in all areas. So going from being very depressed and, and uh, actually didn't want to live at all, uh, it was slowly turning to I, that I wanted to live, I wanted to survive. And um, the, the journey continues um, until I got, uh, I got my treatment, you know, from the from the social service here in, in our area, they they decided that they would help me or us, uh, family. So I got treatment for, I had this, uh, you know, first part of the treatment for about 10 weeks. And then I had uh, support for a whole year afterwards, going back to, to support groups and so on. So thanks to that, I'm alive today. And uh, that's where I, you know, when I started Recover and and realized that that I could go from just surviving to living and really be a part of life. That's where I wanted when I decided that I wanted to work with this and to to kind of spread the message, to give hope to other people and knowledge that that it could change your life, going from from surviving, just surviving from day to day to actually be alive and feel that you want to live and be and be happy. Uh, I mean, if someone would have told me like 17 years ago what I'm, how I I'm living today and what it feels like and so on, I probably would have left because I could never guess. And it, and it's not that I'm rich or you know living in a fancy place or anything. It's just that inside I I want to live and I feel that my life has a purpose really. And uh, so from there on, I did some education. So I'm an addiction therapist and I'm specialized in sugar and and food and also I had the training with the sugar training that Bitten does and and uh, um, what else I'm breathing instructor uh, oh. in conscious breathing and I'm well what haven't I done you know eager to learn everything and unable to do uh, anything in, in moderate uh, I've, I've been into many things but also <clears throat> what I think that I'm most I shouldn't say known because I'm not a, a known person but 
uh, my uh, I, I kind of got the 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 job to work with children because I had small children myself when I started recovery and uh, there was nothing to find about how to be a parent and how to help your kids if you wanted to make dietary changes mm. uh, with the family so that's where my specialty is so I, I wrote a book um, unfortunately only in Swedish uh, so far uh. But uh, I wrote a book about uh, how to to make the changes in the family and also um, how how to be how to be a parent because I was so lost. You know, I, I had been so focused on my uh, I was on my life on surviving, yeah. so I didn't even know how to be a parent. You know. So I read. I'm not educated in that area, but I read so many books. I think I could be. A doctor or something in in parenting because i i was so lost you know i didn't have any yeah. tools at all so, yeah well they say you teach what you need to learn so i find yeah. that too <laughs> <laughs> i find that too that's yeah. interesting yeah so that's uh in in large my my journey to where i am today and right now i'm i'm having a youtube channel where i i want to spread uh, the knowledge of course and also i recently started a a podcast in swedish uh where i i want to talk addiction and and recovery from addiction and what tools you can use and so on so it's a me and a friend of mine who does that i'm i'm the host so to say and then i have a lovely um colleague um, on as my sidekick there oh great and are you and your youtube channel though that's in english it's both in Swedish and English, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have some, uh, you know, lists with, uh, if you look for English, you can you can just tick the box and you'll have oh, all the great. great. videos. Yeah. And so are you dividing your time between, uh, you said addiction, breath work? Um, do you do some kind of fitness training as well or? Uh, I do, but I'm not a personal trainer. But you know, as I said, I I when I started my uh, my journey in life, I was exercising a lot, and yeah. uh, I and I used it as a punishment. I'm sorry, can you hear my dogs? Oh, just a little. That's okay. Yeah, I hope that someone just passed you know outside. I hope. Oh. Yeah, the Wait. microphone yeah. takes a lot of it out. So just okay. I heard it very lightly in the background. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, it's uh, in April. It was a year, so it's almost one and a half years since I started doing my uh, weightlifting and I started jogging again. And that's been an amazing journey because I've, you know, gone to. I've been in recovery for so many years, and I lost a lot of weight, and I feel healthy and everything. But you know, adding this exercising and training did something extra to my to my well-being to my health and everything so that's really that's really amazing and this last week when I've been having my cold and a fever and I haven't been I didn't dare to to do uh, my exercise and so on it's awful I really you know I want to get back on track so today I've been doing because I'm obviously doing a lot of uh, walking with my dogs um So I had the kind of first really good walk today with my dogs. <laughs> so oh, good. it's wonderful in the sun and everything. 
So yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's really added some extra spice to my life. Again, it's wonderful. Yeah, and do you have any temptation to overdo it though, or are you good at just doing the right amount now? Well, I think I have a tendency to overdo it, really. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I want to, you know, when you recover from an, from from sugar addiction, you usually have a, a food plan. And yeah. you eat according to that food plan. And I've been lucky enough to have a personal trainer who knows addiction. Okay. And I've been very, very open with her and sharing with her. So sometimes I feel like, oh, I have to do five more sessions today. No, not today. But you mean I when I don't uh, feel that I've done enough for anything, she's kind of, you know, hold your horses and you have to think about this. And, you know, so that's been very important to me, really. So yeah. and I, I see uh, that a lot of times, you know, you maybe you start running, do a 5K or something. And then next thing, you know, people are trying to talk you into doing the half marathon and the marathon uh, and the ultra oh, yeah. race. <laughs> well, you, I don't have to be talked into such things. You know, I, yeah. I, I go there myself. To be yeah. honest with you, I mean, you know, one of my secret dreams is not that secret that, you know, to do an Ironman, wouldn't that be cool, you know, being my age and do that, you know, I I, I think uh, those are thoughts that I'm having, so, yeah. but I stick to my, you know, I try to be uh, satisfied with the work I'm doing and actually being able to take my dog for a jog and everything, I have a small I have two dogs, uh, a small uh, Wiener dog. So sometimes I do a, a Wiener dog jog. <laughs> nice. and sometimes I have the the higher uh, the higher gear, and then I take the other dog. She's the Podenko uh, uh, mix, so she has the higher gear than the Dachshund. <laughs> so you get a variety. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have a puppy. He's about. Uh, eight months old now I think and so he doesn't really go on long walks but um, I usually take him once or twice a day for like a short walk and I pick nice wooded areas or along a you know a river or something and it's just wonderful <laughs> mm, yeah it is it is and being in nature it's something extra oh. special so that's actually what you know when I'm thinking about it and and really being honest with myself I think the things that I would love to overdo is to take my dogs for trackings you know going for long walks and and be away for like hours or something just to be with my dogs and, and in the nature yeah so that's not too yeah. extreme yeah I think I think uh, I would be a little concerned if you started training for an Ironman <laughs> <laughs> Just, hot, where yeah. just with the history of addiction you know that's a little bit of a red flag there I think yeah, yeah. I think for some people that can be a great goal but uh yeah that's probably too much but yeah, you know maybe you could look at a community triathlon like a short <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that's that's also would also be something and you know just to be just to be running a, a, a 5k to to do yeah. a um what is it a competition or anything you know to do something just for fun it's but, it can uh, be fun community yeah, yeah. and all yeah. that yeah you just have to if you have a background in addiction you just I think have to be careful not to absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And especially, um, you know, what you said about exercise as punishment, like that's, um, 
one thing that I would love to see everybody stop doing, you know, or, or, and the fact that they have calories right on the treadmills, you know, there's so many calories you burned, you know, and, and, uh, so some yeah, people, but it's, it's oh, not, no, I can go eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it, but it's the same way, you know, I was having, we have, uh, I'm working at, uh, a company, uh, halftime at a company who, who sells, um, uh, training clothes and we are having a staff challenge right now to make uh, to make the staff move you know so you can oh. go for a walk or exercise but it doesn't matter what kind of app you use it's always about calories yeah okay so you walk for 30 minutes you have burned so and so many calories and I'm I'm getting crazy with that you know I yeah hate me it. too absolutely hate it yeah me too and I think that people should really look at um if they can doing some kind of exercise that they actually enjoy, you know, like, um, that's why I think like Zumba is so popular and, and, um, and the five K's that are just for fun, that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the burning calories drives me crazy. Yeah, me too. And actually I've never been, uh, even if I've been, been into diets and so on, I never counted calories. That was not my, my way of doing things. But anyway, I and the more I learn about food and and uh, and um, metabolism and everything, the more I think that counting calories isn't the way, you know. Yeah, and it's only making people more ill and having the the wrong focus. I mean, there should be a happiness measure instead, you know. <laughs> okay, so I ran for for thirty minutes, or I had five k's. So now my happiness is unlimited, yeah. you know, having that kind of measuring instead would be great. Even if it's very individual, it's a, it's a, I'm just joking, but I think that would be for me, that would be much more uh, yes. valuable than having calories counted anyway. Right. So in yeah. your practice, are you mainly focusing on getting, uh, helping people getting over the addiction or, um, or is it in general what what does your practice look like with people I do uh, very many different things I'm kind of a fire firework I uh, um, I always start with doing this sugar interview to make sure that it's an addiction that I'm working with that I'm, I'm dealing with and if if you if my if the client has an addiction I I tend to, or I, I want them to go to treatment and that's, so I send them further because I don't have a treatment, uh, um, how shall I say, uh, I have two companies or oh, actually they're turning into one that, that, uh, or treatment center, or how shall I say here in Sweden that I can help them further. And if they're from uh, abroad, I, I refer them to someone else. And what I'm doing, I can, you know, have individual sessions or uh, helping them with breath work because that's always something that should be a part of the treatment plan to to learn how to breathe. And also a food plan and biochemical repair. And uh, so I do mainly um, individual sessions and that's very much up to the client what they what they need and we can kind of carve out and you know when I do the treatment plan I, I put down what I think they would need or what would benefit them 
in their recovery. And then I, uh, since I, I, I couldn't, you know, I want my clients to have the best. So I want them to go into treatment, but of course I would like to do some other individual work with them as well, because I, I enjoy doing that. So that's how I do it. And sometimes I have lectures and I, I go into uh, the, my, uh, um, the treatment uh, uh, center or my my colleagues and I have lessons there with family with breathing and sometimes with uh, depending on uh, who the, the the company is uh, sometimes I'm talking addiction as well so I have a very um, well it, it depends on who who's asking <laughs> I do anything <laughs> so yeah so if somebody that uh, comes to you that just wants to lose weight and they suspect they have a sugar addiction, so you're saying there's treatment centers in Sweden or there's, um, because we, we have a lot of addiction centers for drug and alcohol. We have uh, Overeaters Anonymous, which is just more of a group and it's not uh, not nearly as common as Alcoholics Anonymous. And then we do have uh, treatment for people that have like bulimia, anorexia, or a very, you know, a severe binge eating disorder. But if I went to my doctor and said, I think I have a sugar addiction, I think they would like kind of raise their eyebrows and, you know, tell me to <laughs> but, but <it's>, stop it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's the same here in Sweden, and that's I I think that's why we I I have to say treatment center is the wrong it's the wrong word because okay. it's not you can uh you have sugar addiction school and living sugar free or sugar free living yeah yeah they do it online you have some um you know some special weeks where where they say okay you can come to us for a treatment for a week and then they have like follow up and so on. Uh -huh. And also they have that, so you can go online and and um, and have treatment for for as long as you want to, really. But the thing is that you have to pay it for it by by yourself. You don't yeah. you don't get any kind of help from the Swedish uh, okay uh, society or anything. Yeah, if you if you are an alcoholic or or a drug addict, you you have uh, you can have you can get help. Yeah. But I, I think I'm the only one actually that I know that got help from the social service for uh -huh. my sugar addiction. And when I had my treatment ready after that, they started sending people to, you know, like, um, um, what is eating disorder centers yeah. or whatever. So it, the, I, uh, like I said, I think I'm the only one who really got that, that, that treatment from the social service. Interesting. In Sweden. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm thinking of that, I'm always, you know, having goosebumps because I wouldn't be alive if I, if I didn't have the help. So that's wow. really, and, but actually it's the same, you know, you have um, uh, Sugar X Global and Sweet Sobriety and okay. they are in all over the world. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Exactly. I'm not familiar with them. No, but they are, they do treatment in, in English and, but that's also mainly, I think online, uh, I know mm -hmm. for Sugar X Global, they are mainly online, but Sweet Sobriety, I think they have meetings as well, uh, and wonderful people, all of them doing this, this kind of work. So there is help, but you have to, you have to pay for it yourself. 
Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. I actually worked at a, a drug and al alcohol treatment center one year, um, mm -hmm. not far from here. And um, I was pretty upset about the food. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they had good home cooked food, but they had like a, like a Kool-Aid drink every meal, you know, and a lot of desserts and free you know, free cakes and pastries that were donated to them and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. but it was the same when I was in treatment, you know, when someone really had their treatment uh, ending, <clears throat> everybody was gathering up for a big, you know, uh, cake and coffee and <laughs> celebration and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'll just stay in this room. You can, you can celebrate and I'll just wave in the window, you know, that was so crazy, but that's, that's the way it is. You know, that's one thing yeah. we learn to live with really, but it, uh, it's, uh, it's crazy, really crazy. <laughs> well, it's good that different information is starting to get out there and, and people like you and, and, uh, Bitten Johnson and, um, I know Tia that introduced us has gone yeah. into that. Yeah. And actually I interviewed somebody last week um, that also has become a specialist in food addiction. It seems to be growing. So, yeah. And, and we need, it's, it's really, we need that, you know, there, there, there has to be more knowledge about it. And I think it's popping up all, all over. And also, you know, the way, uh, my way of, of eating when I started out 17 years ago I it was almost impossible to go into a restaurant and tell what you wanted if you were traveling or whatever but nowadays almost no one any, no one except you know in my area here when I live in the western part of Sweden people still don't know about it but if oh. you're going to like uh, a bigger city they they don't even raise an eyebrow they just serve you what you ask for uh -huh. So it's much more common now to eat the way that I'm doing than it was before because I was really an alien when I started out, you know. Okay. Eating, I don't eat any sugar or flour or sweeteners. They were just like, can you, how do you survive, you know? <laughs> uh -huh. So what does your um, eating look like today? Like what what do your meals look like? Uh, well, I think you could call it carnivore-ish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm satisfied and I don't have cravings. If I'm eating, uh, animal protein and fat, then it's usually very calm and my brain is quiet. And the more, <laughs> the more vegetables I add, the more my brain starts to talk and wants others. Oh, interesting. Well. Yeah. So I try, um, uh, my husband, we're living on a farm. He's a di uh, dairy farm farmer. Okay. And uh, he grows uh, vegetables, of course. It's it's in his DNA to grow things. Okay. So he's growing uh, vegetables, and some I'm eating cabbage, you know, and and some uh, sometimes, but not uh, usually. It's it's um, some animal based protein and and fat, depending on uh, what I what I feel uh, like eating. Uh huh. How about <laughs> eggs and dairy? Do you have that on your farm and? uh yeah we have eggs and um, my, the rest of the family eat dairy but i can't eat it because i'm i'm you know actually i'm being I, i'm getting depressed when i eat it okay and also my stomach isn't really um oh. comfy with that kind of food i be uh, butter i eat a lot of butter oh but, I love uh, butter. <laughs> yeah <laughs> me too but i can't eat like yogurt and, and the other stuff 
So that's for my family. <laughs> okay. And do you eat, do you get up and eat breakfast or do you have like a shorter eating window or anything like that? Or do you just eat when you're hungry? No, it's different from times to times. I had a period, I have had a period where I uh, did a lot of uh, um, shorter eating windows, like for six hours or so. Uh-huh. But I am a breakfast person, so I did it. You know, I, I wake up at five and then I have my breakfast, like a bulletproof, you know, fats uh, oh, with, nice. with, and, and uh, eggs and bacon. And then I have, uh, I eat lunch and then I eat nothing. Uh, nothing else okay but now i had a i had a how shall i say you know addiction is it's a disease that it's like ms it, it's um uh even if it's even if i'm doing the right things it still get gets worse you know it's like having it's like uh having some more symptoms even if i'm not active in my addiction you could it, it gets worse kind of so in the last couple of months, I had a period in my life where it felt like my addiction was getting stronger. It's difficult to it's difficult to describe it, but it's it's a feeling of you know I have I've had more cravings, not feeling very well uh, in large and so on. So I decided I'm going back to have three meals a day yeah. in an eight hour window just to yeah. to just to calm down and to you know being um to be safe so to say but then also at the in the same time you know and I think it's a month one and a half month ago maybe my my son or our son moved out to his own apartment uh-huh. uh, our daughter she went to um the Canary Islands to to work for six months wow. and our youngest daughter broke her leg so oh. <laughs> and everything in just a week so I think uh, it was a stressful situation. Not that, I mean, I'm happy for my kids, of course, not not for the broken leg, but for yep. my older kids. But still something, you know, something big happened in life. So then I have to, you know, go back to basics and start kind of start over uh, being care- careful with myself. So, so yeah. I try to adjust my way of eating to be as safe as possible and my brain as quiet as possible. So I don't have the should I eat this? Should I eat that? And how much? And when should I eat? And, you know, just to be, to be clear with, with everything, because when my food is in place, it's much more easy to get my life in, in place as, uh, as, as much as I can, as much as possible in life. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, the person I talked to was uh, Megan Hempel, who's going to be on the uh, food addiction panel at KetoCon, um, yeah. which I guess they've changed their name. It's Hack Your Health. But um, she was talking about how, you know, when you eat steak, you um, you you stop when you're full and then you really don't crave any. And that's actually what I do if I if I. Um, just feel like I'm really starting to get off track and crave, you know, sweets or something is a lot of times I'll just go to the store and buy a nice steak and yeah, yeah, it might yeah. cost $10 or something, but then it's just so satisfying, you know, and mm. kind of puts everything to rest and then get back to a regular pattern that seems yeah, to work for yeah. me. So yeah. And I think it's, it's uh, working for most people. I mean, there, I know that there are other 
people working with with clients and not going like keto or carnivore or, or whatever and i fully respect that but from my my own experience and from clients that i had more than two or three hundred clients i mean uh, i can see that something something is right <laughs> with with this way of eating and also when i'm looking at you know I, i'm reading um the sacred cow book i don't know if you've heard yeah that. yeah and the way she's describing the the protein that we really need and and how how it has tended to be you know tend to be um everybody think we should eat not so much protein we should right. yeah, we should have protein but not so much but when when i read her book and see the, the amount of protein that we really need for nutrition yeah. i'm like ah oh, bring bring the steak you know yeah. <laughs> and i actually love meat so i i don't have a problem with that but, oh good um, yeah most of us are under eating protein yeah. and especially Especially when uh, they people are getting the low calorie message because, mm. you know, then they're eating, you know, cookies or something. So then they skip some of their other food to try mm. to make up the calories and you really get a, a snowball exactly. effect in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah I don't know who I, I was talking to someone. I don't remember who it was, but I, I, I mean, there are so many people eating so much food, but they still don't have any nutrition. I mean, they're yeah. having huge amount of stuff kind of, you know, just taking in anything, but still they can be uh, malnourished. Is that the word when you don't yeah. have enough? Yeah. Yeah. I think I that's think very it's, common. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Being, over, being overweight and malnourished. It's, but, and, and it's so crazy, you know, in the time we live in that that right. could actually be the case, but yeah, that's the way it is really. Yeah. Well, what projects are you working on now? Do you have anything new or any exciting things coming up? Well, I, I am trying to right now to meet as many English people, as okay. English talking people as possible to make some more videos for my YouTube because it's kind of been oh, resting for a while. But I yeah. want to get the message out there really um, from my my point of view and to meet a lot of new people. And also I'm trying to, you know, I Google, I Google translate my translated my book <laughs> just to put it oh. in Google Translate. So I'm thinking, but this is just, a, it's on, on uh, the level of thinking, but, but uh, I'd love to um, make sure it's kind of good translated and maybe yeah. I could put it out there in, in, in some way, like an ebook or I don't know, something like that. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my my thoughts at, at the moment. Yeah. Oh, very good. So check out Annika's YouTube channel at Annika Strandberg Schmidt. She has some more interviews about sugar addiction. Her mentor, Bitten Johnson, is very well known in that field, and it, there's some very good information there, especially as we head into the holiday season. There's so much encouragement to eat sweets, and it's darker outside. Many of us are stuck in the inside. 
There's more temptation to sit in front of that TV and snack. I'm putting this out the day before Thanksgiving in America, one of our biggest holidays centered around food, and I would suggest eating plenty of protein foods, and if you need to, come up with a strategy. If you don't need to, just enjoy it and get back into your regular routine as quickly as possible. And remember, there is support out there. Thank you so much for listening to the Off of the Couch podcast. You can find me at offofthecouch.com. For those in the United States, have a wonderful holiday. See you next week.